When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's mortgage mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is certified mortgage planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. And today I have with me Dr. Bruce Lund. He has trained thousands of professionals all over the country. His coaching journey began as a 25-year-old author and speaker to young professionals. And he was hired as a program director and professional at Texas A&M System. Yada, yada, yada. Look at me. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Bruce takes pride in his versatility of coaching top one percenters, but brand new salespeople and everything in between. He does this through a heart of a teacher approach using his PhD in behavioral science to accelerate business growth in a fun and dynamic way. So Bruce, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you so much, Jen, for having me. I cannot wait to talk with you and talk to your audience. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. So one of the things that I do is I like bringing on, I never consider it competition, right? It's collaboration. And I like bringing on other people that are coaches just like me because, you know, you might resonate with Bruce over me and he might have a style that you have an interest in and you'll just remember that I'm the one who connected you. So that's all good. <laughs> right? I don't think they're going to resonate with me more than you, Jen. You are <laughs> truly amazing. So I had so much positive feedback when you were on my podcast. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. So we have quite a few things that we're going to talk about today. But what we're specifically going to dive into, in my opinion, is getting the most out of your day, right? Getting the most out of your day from, I don't call it time management, I call it priority management. But getting the most out of your day so that you can be the most efficient and get as much business as you possibly yep. can in that time frame as well. And I think that's one of the key things that we're all doing. And I just want to share real quickly a couple of statistics to set the tone for today. And that is that a recent study, and these are both recent studies, and I don't have the names of them now, but maybe I'll put the studies in there, but that in the top 10 professions where there is suicide, Financial services is number five, and it's because of stress and overwhelm and yep. economic conditions and not knowing what tomorrow's yep. going to bring, right? And the chaos that happens. And yep. the second is the top 11 reasons that heart attack can be provoked in a profession. One is desk jockeying, like you and I are doing sitting, right? Yep. All day. <laughs> I better work um, my punctuality right now. Yeah, no, it's that. like, oh, I better stand up straight, right? Thank goodness for iWatches because it get, tells me to stand up every hour. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me to do Moving around. The others, are you not moving around? The other is working long hours. And the other reason of the top 11 reasons why people have heart attack, and here's three of them are in the financial services industry. 
And that last one is not having control out of outcomes in your business. Now, that's pretty amazing because we know in lending, you can be absolutely perfect in everything you do for a loan and it can still blow up on you, right? Yep. And those things. So that contributes to heart attack. It contributes to suicide rates. And that's why we're going to be talking about this today is we're going to say, put the skids on it. Stop running around like a chicken with your head cut off and yep. work smarter, not harder. I mean, it's just that's right. Advantage, right. That's right. That's exactly right. And I mean, you're talking about those three things and I'm over here thinking, oh my gosh, every one of the people that we coach, like they go, we all go through that, right? I mean, how do you build, maintain, protect your confidence? How do you make sure that you're putting your personal life in front of your profession? Because that's what's going to feed the professional and all of that. So I can't wait to go through a lot of this yeah. stuff. Yep. I can't yep. either. Okay. Well, let's just talk about what makes you an expert that you're able to now coach people. Have you been yeah. in business? Tell us what your story is. Yep, for sure. And that's always a question that I get because I have not sold real estate. I have not done a, a loan application myself or any of those things. I have a very unique background to where I helped grow a multi-million dollar coaching business in Nashville as the VP and director of sales. And any title that you want to use, basically, we are a two-man show, but we are coaching the top producers, the 100 plus million dollar producers in mortgage and in real estate and all these different industries. And what started happening was these folks that are top producers kept saying, okay, your systems work, but what about coaching for our other younger, newer people? And I got put in charge of developing a program. At that time, we called it Talent Supply. We get your younger, newer talent ready faster. So I was very hands-on with the sales approach and the disciplines and the accountability and you know the phone skills and all those kinds of things. And it got back into my heart of a teacher, having a PhD in human performance and being a professor it was basically transferring those same skill sets from that arena over into the sales training arena. And now having done it for you know close to a decade, it's been amazing helping people do those same results. At the end of the day, it's human performance, right? We're just trying to increase the probability of us being more successful in whatever industry that you're in. Yeah, no, I agree. And to your point, I think a lot of people think that all I do is coach mortgage lenders and I don't. I coach realtors and I coach solopreneurs as well, because sales are sales, yep. people are people, time is time, systems are systems, right? Yep. <laughs> business planning is business planning. So all of those things, you know, can be used in any industry. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yep. So I want to start talking, going right into the bigger picture for me, and then we'll talk more about time management. I hate that word, but time management. But I want to talk about the big picture because I want to make sure that people understand exactly what we're saying here, because I know what the two of us do. Yep. What we're saying is, if you can take yourself out of being a commodity, and my adage is always niche to grow rich, right? But if you can take yourself out of a commodity all by itself, it saves you time. Yep. Because now you have client attraction rather than you having to chase clients. That's why it fits into time management. So let's talk about how to not be a commodity in your business. Perfect. Yep. And I would agree with that. You know, at the end of the day, I would much rather attract versus chase business. And I'm a big Jim Rohn fan. And Jim Rohn talks about that. Yeah, right. To attract more people, we must become more attractive. And we're not talking about from a physical standpoint no. or anything like that. We're talking about from a pure, you know, knowledge and skills and desire and confidence standpoint mm -hmm. with your business. And all that goes back into the very front end. The number one question that we all get asked in business 
is what do you do for a living? And most people commoditize themselves in the very first three or four words out of their mouths by literally saying what it is they do. I'm in, insert your industry here. And so I just feel like on the very front end, it's that whole question is set up to commoditize yourself. And we've all heard, you know, like people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it, Simon Sinek. And I'm just a big believer in that now more than ever, having started my own business three years ago and launching it, is people do buy into you on the front end. They buy into your story and your experiences. And unfortunately, having gone through as much schooling as I've gone through, as much as you could possibly go through, the schooling system it does a pitiful job of this, of really helping other people find, package, and sell their individual special, their competitive advantage. And so that's one of the things that I love doing more than anything is I've been studying personal branding since I was 23, 24 years old. I actually wrote a book when I was 25 called Next Expert. You're the next expert. And so for me, it was moving in the opposite direction of all the other uh, millennials out there because millennials, we get such a bad rap when it comes to lazy and title, like all those different stereotypes. I'm like, those are all things I don't want to be. So it gets back into that, which is, it comes down to you not being a commodity. So it's the same thing in the mortgage industry when there's 3,000 loan officers in surrounding Denver area, for instance, and a lot of them are going after the same pool of people. Well, it's like we've all heard people do business with those they know, like, and trust, but I've added a fourth component, which is respect. And that's actually a book I'm working on right now. So I love helping people figure out what, why do people respect you? It's because you've been battle tested. You've been through something. And because of that now, it makes you an expert in that area. So yeah, like stop commoditizing yourself. Stop going straight into your products and your services and how many days you're going to close and whatever that is. Like That's just expected for the consumer or for your referral partners, right? That doesn't get me to buy into who you are, what you do, and why you matter as an individual person. Yeah. And I think that I don't want to talk about networking necessarily, but this is one of the things that we have a problem with is that they know me and they like me because they say hi to me, right? But the reason that they're not working with you is because they don't trust you and you can't build trust without having lots and lots of interaction and involvement, engagement, right? So rather than showing up and throwing up and not going back again because there's nothing left, (laughs) talk about. And so there's a whole process for that, obviously. But so what are some of the techniques or tips that you can give someone about coming out of the commodity? Because to me, it's even not getting out of being a commodity is almost as bad as what is your passion? What is your why? What are your core values? These are things that are really hard for people to figure out. And Maybe you have some ideas for them because I think that some think that niche is, okay, well, I'm going to be a renovation specialist or if I'm a realtor, because I have realtors who listen to, I'm only going to be a listing agent. So what are some other ideas that you could present to the listeners in understanding how to develop and sort out their commodity? Perfect. You talked about respect. There's actually a Harvard Business Review that talks about that. The number one reason why people do business with you is because they trust you and they respect you. So again, to me, we don't talk about that respect part nearly enough in the process. So I really help the people, like I said, kind of package their story up. So before I tell you what I do, let me tell you what I believe. Yeah. And so I like to pivot into what do I believe? Why do I believe? And then what do I do? How do I do it differently? Who have I done it for? And then knowing how to ask for the business, even in that very first interaction, if I can help you, just like I helped all these other people and you share my beliefs, what would stop us from having more conversations or more dialogues in the process? So the very first part of that, though, is understanding what are your beliefs 
and I'm not just talking about like, I believe in treating people well and showing up on time. Like, sure, that's all fine if you want to start with that space. But my core belief, and I believe that everybody should have a five to 10 word belief statement, kind of like your tagline, like Nike, just do it. We talk about all these companies and these brands. It's the same thing for you. You should have a five to 10 word tagline, a belief statement, kind of a motto the way that you live your life. So my personal motto is I believe that trained people always outperform untrained people. So trained people outperform untrained people. I have it down to five words. Uh So that's my little tagline. It's on everything. It's on my business card. It's on my website. It's on my videos. It's the way that I start my conversations. Now, the reason I believe that is because of my unique past and my struggles and my experiences and my education and my mentors, which for me, it's because I'm a former college athlete. I spent my entire life studying top producers. I now get to coach top producers. I have a PhD. All great performers have a great coach, teacher, trainer, mentor in their life. Right. So because of that belief, now this is what I actually do. I have a 90-day program, right? I get to help accelerate growth for people in commoditized and saturated industries. So that's much different than me just saying I'm a sales trainer or I'm a life coach. I'm Chris Farley living in a van down by the river, motivation speaker. So to me, it's like, you got to tell your story on the front end. What do you believe and why do you believe it? And because of that, now this is what you actually do. And the reason that is so important is I believe in today's world, you need to be interesting yourself more than ever. We've all heard be interested in other people. I'm not disagreeing with that. Carnegie, right? All that kind of stuff. But in today's world, talking about attracting is you have to know what your story is. You have to be able to articulate your story to attract versus chase in that very first conversation. So when I start telling people my story about, I believe it because I'm a former college athlete or I have a PhD or I study top producers, immediately what happens, they'll ask me, oh, what sport did you play? Oh, what position were you? What school did you go to? What's your PhD in? Oh, what kind of top producers do you coach? Now it starts an open-ended dialogue to where now I'm an expert in that very first conversation. Yeah. So that's the exercise that we help people go through on the very front end of it. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So mine is a life of values adds value everywhere in your life. I love it. That's mine. And there's a story behind all that, right? There you go. The sabotage of this industry, (laughs) of the mortgage industry, and believing that when your values are in alignment with your business, you're going to add value everywhere in your life, your health, your family, your relationships, your finances, your cultural experiences, your spirituality, all of those things. So that starts opening up doors like that too. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I want people to hear something that is not, it's still a value statement. It's still a belief system without saying, I believe, right? And I could say that. I believe that a life of values with values adds value everywhere in your life. Yep. It doesn't matter how you say it. And how I got to that, you know, was interesting. Bottom line was what pisses me off about people. That's what got me there. (laughs) that's what got me there yeah and it was my coach saying you know the bottom what do you believe in and I go I don't know I believe I should write thank you notes (laughs) because we could get trapped into that right he's like "Ah, I don't want to hear that what do you believe in I go oh god I don't like that people don't go to church anymore that's what I started saying and he said but really it's about values right yeah it's about values you know so really challenge yourself as you're listening in on this on different ways that you could really establish what do you believe in? What do you believe in? Well, no. So, I mean, because to that point, again, from a commodity, I call it the commodity factory. That's what schooling is, is it it teaches us to be seen, but don't be heard and do all these different things, right? 
I mean, could you imagine if in sales, you never talk to strangers, which is what we're scripted to do in our entire lives, right? right? We probably wouldn't be very good at it. But talking about being a commodity is most people, you know, for instance, if you have 15 or 20 years and somebody asks you what you do, you immediately go into, well, I have 15 years experience in the mortgage industry. So again, that doesn't build any affinity for me towards you, right? It's the story behind it. It's the struggles. It's the experiences. So just you telling that story breaks my heart that people don't go to church anymore. They don't go do this or they don't do that. That's a story behind it. But a lot of people, we got to help them get to that story exactly like your coach did for you, right? So that's a big part of it is stop commoditizing yourself. Like if you couldn't go into your years of experience or even like into your actual industry, like that's the whole point of all that. Yeah, it's actually a process of elimination, right? It's you can't talk about your years of experience. You can't talk about your company. You can't talk about your products. You can't talk about your service. Now what are you going to talk about? Yep. What's left, right? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> which is you and your experiences and your emotions and your friends and your family and all that. Now, now that gets into the human side of it, which is what we're all attracted to. This yeah. goes all the way back into hieroglyphics and, you know, like, yeah. I don't want to go too far back, but I mean, it goes all the way back into storytelling, right? Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Storytelling yep. is huge. Yeah. And I think it's also highlighting what you love to do and what your passion is, you know, aside from your why, it's also highlighting that as well. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, any other thoughts on that area before we move on to another topic? No, like I would just, there's six components. I call it an opportunity statement. Every first interaction, whether it's a formal or informal interaction, is an opportunity, not an obligation for me to really differentiate and tell my story and to build the whole no like, trust, and respect in every first conversation. So to me, there's like six components. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? Because of your unique past. Then what you do how you do it differently, who you've done it for, and then learning how to ask for the business. For If you're brand new in the business, you probably don't know what you believe or why you believe it or how you do it differently. So that's where you have to rely on your team leader or your mentors and say, we, this is how we do it differently, or this is who we've done it for. So those are a little piece of advice for folks that are out there that are maybe brand new in the industry is rely on your networks of people and those the teams that you're on and within that process. Yeah, I love that. It's so funny you say that because my son used to be on my team years ago and he was on my team for several years. And here he is, this young guy, he's like 22, 23, you know, and he's been in the mortgage business. So people go, well, how long have you been in the business? Because they know he's young, right? And he said, oh, I've been in the business for 27 years from the womb. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a great starter because he really would lean on the team, right? And say, you know, I mean, I've been in mortgages all my life. My mom's been in it all my life, right? Yep. That's memorable. It is. It's It's memorable memorable too. Yep. For sure. It is. So everybody's like, oh my gosh. So he has that backing. And so they go right past him in their mind. They don't have that wall up of the young professional. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. I'm talking about being young in the business, you know, and they can go right past that. Okay. Well, thank you for giving us those six quick tips there. Appreciate that. So now what I want to do is I want to talk about what you do with your time, because I believe that we allow time. I always say we, everybody, right? We allow time to ooze. We all have the same 24 hours. And often I'm asked the question, how do you get this all done? How do you have all these businesses and all this stuff? And I've become a master at managing my priorities, right? But what are some tactics that you can help with people who allow time to ooze? And I think some of this is avoidance, right? 
avoiding to make the calls, avoiding to have to do the work. And so time oozes and all these long hours start happening as a result of that. So I don't know. It's frustrating for me because I am so laser focused and so intentional with everything that I do that maybe there's some exercise you can give somebody or some tips that you can give someone about how to really just dig in, be present, get it done, and then go home. You're exactly right. The most successful people, we hear that word intentional from all successful people is I know exactly what I need to get done. I'm laser focused. I have a sense of urgency every single day to where I know how to get that done. So I think that's the number one word that as a coach and as somebody with a PhD in that area, it really is that what are your high value activities, right? I mean, common sense isn't always common practice, unfortunately. That's why people hire coaches. That's why we hire coaches. You and I each have a coach. But it's just that is when you're inside the picture, a lot of times you can't see it. So we need other people to kind of tell us, like, is that a high value activity? So I was having a really good conversation with my best friend here in Denver, who happens to be an LO, and he's been in the business for five years, but he's now starting to build his own team out. And so he gets frustrated and he used a term yesterday that he made up on the spot that we're going to start talking about more, but it's execution laziness is most of us know what we should be doing right? It's just a laziness just to go go out there and execute on it. Unfortunately, that sounds awful, but that's the case for a lot of people is when you know what exactly you should be doing, like you said, your priorities, and then you're not doing it. It's just execution laziness, uh, to be quite frank with people. I know it sounds negative and Yeah, no, I'm going to write it down. Execution laziness. Yeah, I think so. I think it's also lack of knowing how. Let's say I'm a loan officer. I know I have to make phone calls to people, to realtors, to financial planners, but I don't know what to say. Yep. And so I know that it's an execution issue, but is it laziness or, and it could be, maybe I'm too lazy to learn how to do it. That was the point that we were talking about is his person knows exactly what they should be doing and they've been trained how to do it. And and they're just not doing it, right? So that's the execution. But you're exactly right. If you don't know what to do or how to do it, that's a whole nother question. Yeah. Right. I'm a big fan of Stephen Covey's whole person theory, mind, body, heart, spirit. Yeah. The mind's need is to learn. That's the knowledge. The heart's need is to love or to be loved. The spirit's need is to leave a legacy. So at the end of the day, when we know what to do and how to do it, that's knowledge and skill set married together. Now, if you don't have the desire and the confidence Right. Desire for us as coaches is probably the most frustrating thing. And not even just business, but anything. Yeah. Right. If you don't have a desire to do it, we can't help you at the end of the day. Well, don't you think that gets back to beliefs as well? Because the beliefs aren't strong enough. They aren't embedded. They aren't burning there. Because for me, I can tell you that I have so many strong beliefs and strong, I'll say desires or passions, right? That the faster I can get into the office and get my work done, the more I can enjoy life. That's right. right. And it's so strong and so compelling that nothing's going to get in my way. Yep. You knocking on my door and asking, do you have a second? Do you have a second? That kind of stuff is not going to get in my way, right? Yep. And I think that might be one of the issues is there's just not a strong enough. I, I like why, obviously. I know what's your why. But I also believe in what's your what. And that's one of my coaches. He has a book called what, called what is your what? Because the why could be different from what your actual gifts are. That's right. Right. That's right. And yep. so really trying to find the alignment and all that, I think is super, super, super key. So, so let's say someone knows what it is, they know what they have to do and they go, okay, I'm not going to be an execution laziness person. Then what's a great way to structure my day in your opinion? 
Yeah. One of the things that I've developed is I call it the four-hour workday. We've all heard of Timothy Ferris, the four-hour work week. No offense to Timothy Ferris, that doesn't exist for 99.9% of us. (laughs) So to me, getting back into your being proactive and being intentional, and I borrowed the concept from Todd Bookspan, the win by noon. I didn't know that existed, but I was calling it, you know, be proactive by noon. So every single day for my own business, my own life, because I launched my business three years ago. I moved from Nashville to Denver. I didn't know anybody in Colorado. Everybody thought I was crazy to get up and pick up everything and move from one state to another to launch a business. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to move to Denver. I know you have roots here. You're from Colorado. So it's very outdoorsy. It's very active. So I thought I was going to get in the best shape of my life. And actually the complete opposite happened. I got in the worst shape of my life because I'm drinking too many IPAs. I'm growing a business and I'm schmoozing and I'm doing the happy hour scene. Like I'm doing all those things. And so I just realized, you know, the what is the what, which is, Without my body, my body is my temple, my energy, my confidence, all that stuff is really tied to me. You're talking about time management, and we were both in agreement there. Time management doesn't exist. Right. It's me management, and I would take it, take it a step further. It's energy management. Yeah. Is we only have so much good energy. And some people do have better energy than other people, unfortunately. So it's being completely honest with yourself. What are the things that are energy compounding versus energy draining? And so I just realized my personal development time for me is sacred. I spend 90 minutes a day on personal development time. Again, getting back into whole person theory, I do 30 minutes for my mind. I do 50 minutes for my body. I do 10 minutes for my heart, which is the gratitudes or thank you notes. And then I do 10 minutes for my legacy, which for me is my database. I take care of my database every single day. So I do 90 minutes of tangible things for my personal development time. And then I go into 90 minutes of my proactive prospecting, which is my professional development time. And then I do 30 minutes for my marketing activities and I do 30 minutes for my operational activities. And now I've done more than 99% of people proactively in the first four hours of my day. And now I don't have to beat myself up all day, every day because of that, which is what most of us do is we always have a litany of things that we didn't get done. And now it carries over into the next day. And now we're running that roller coaster. And most people just live in that frustration gap because most of us are high D's, high I's. We want to be like, we're very driven. And at the end of the day, we beat ourselves up over all these things that we didn't get done. Stop living in the frustration gap instead of living the celebration gap, which is what that four-hour workday allows me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. So it's all time blocking. I mean, there's definitely that. But also within it, within each block is a very specified list of things that are going to be done. Because one of the things that I found is that it's one thing to time block and say, okay, I'm going to make calls during this block. But who am I going to call? Yep. Hmm. I don't really have a list of people yet, right? And I think that that's one of the things that we need to think about too is when you're going to put these blocks together of time, which by the way are very freeing, they're not a prison, but they're very freeing. But when you're going to put these blocks of time together inside the blocks, you need to really be very specific about what activities you're going to be doing. It's one thing to say, I'm going to work out for 50 minutes. That's easy. But what are you going to do when you work out? Are you running? Are you swimming? Are you lifting weights? Are you taking a class, right? And you think about what am I going to do? Because if you just show up at the gym to show up at the gym, you'll wander around. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Talk well, to again, everybody. it gets back into that proactive part, right? right? It gets back into being intentional within that time block. Because like you said, the time block creates the autonomy. Most salespeople need time block because we are all over the place. Yeah. And that's one thing that I had to learn early on in my business is, I have a business because I don't want to have time block and I want to have the autonomy, but the reality is the time block creates the autonomy for us. 
which I know, again, that's a big why for you, right? Is freeing you up to go do some of these other things that you really want to go do, whether it's family, whether it's your community, whatever it might be kind of a thing, right? Yeah. yeah so you're talking about like the having lists, like building out a database. One of the things that I do on the front end, like I have it in front of me is I have a planner is every single week I do a weekly vision board and a weekly metal map. My vision board isn't like houses and Ferraris and looking good, all that kind of stuff, like your traditional, mine's actually my database. So every single week I will sit down and I'll plan out, these are the people that I'm going after this week that I'm trying to make an impact on. So it is very intentional with who I'm talking to. I have a whole selling system, 10 categories of people, stuff like that. And again, the only reason I created these things is because I had to, because I was all over the place within my business. Yeah. You know, it's funny. People think that being successful, it shouldn't be so hard, right? And the thing is, it's not hard. It's just work. And people don't realize that they have to put work in. And those things that are very non-sexy, tracking things, doing time blocking, keeping lists, I know they aren't fun, they aren't whatever, but that's where successful people, and even in my history, you know, with my, my production as a lender, is that I had to do those crazy things. And I, you know, I love that Les Brown, he has a great saying that says, if you're casual about your business, your business can become a casualty. And I think that's something that's really important. The one question I want to ask you in this four hour workday is, and I'm going to give you a specific example. And I'm sure there's people that are listening and saying, well, that's really great for you, Bruce, because you get up early in the morning and you want to work out and you want to do all these fun things. I don't like morning. I want to do it in the afternoon. So what is your take on the shift of this? Where is this four hours? Can it be anywhere? Because it's an energy thing, right? Yep, exactly. And I get that question and I am very much a believer where you got to figure out what works best for you. Just like any coaching platform is we're giving a blueprint. It's up to you to go execute the game plan that fits best for you. I just know for me and my personal self, I go to happy hours a lot. Like that's part of my business where I'm currently at in my business. So therefore, I'm not going to come home after having three or four cocktails and go jump on a treadmill. However, it's important for me to, like I said, personal development and taking care of my body and exercise is important. So, But I know some people that do it after lunch break. So exactly right. Figure out what works best. We're basically just saying, though, there's a checklist of things that we know are important for us on a daily basis. Just yeah. fit that within your eight to five or whatever it might be for you. Yeah. Okay. So in your opinion, what is the checklist of things that they should be doing? They should be doing personal time, right? Getting a checkup from the neck up. Yep. Exactly. Working out if you can, if you have time or if you want to, whatever it is you do. I mean, like me, I don't work out at all, but I dance for three to five hours. Well, that's a workout. (laughs) It is. No, I know it is. I tell everybody because people are like, you dance every day. And I go, do you work out every day? Because it's the same thing. Yeah. And you know what I love about it? I have usually eight to 14,000 steps a day when I'm dancing. So I just get them all in at once. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's insane. After being That's a, a desk jockey all day. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's kind of funny. Okay. So we're going to get a checkup from the neck up. We're going to take care of our body. We're going to make sure we have some time to eat something good instead of grabbing stuff and scarfing everything. We want to be calling who? Our prospects? Our entire community, right? But we need to break this out. Prospects, right? Active and passive. Those in your sales process, whatever your sales process is. Those retention or alumni clients, right? Your referral sources. I mean, these are a lot of phone calls that we're suggesting that people need to make. What else do we want to be doing? Checking on the process itself, right? Yeah, so... The process. 
Yep. So, and again, like a lot of people, for me, I just say there's 10 conversations that you should have every single day in your business. So I kind of give a roadmap for that. I know some people prefer theme days because they get kind of in a flow state with that. So it's whatever works best for you individually. But I mean, at the end of the day, and I'm sure you agree with this too, it's your business should be boring on paper. Like at the end of the day, if your business is all over the place, like the act of doing it isn't boring because it's fun and you enjoy it, but your business really on paper should be boring. And so when it comes to your daily prospecting, same thing. I have five new business conversations per day. I have three favorite people conversations per day. I have one connector conversation per day, which is my strategic partners. And I have my one other. So there's 10 people that I'm really talking to every single day. I know going into the day that looks like, and then I do copy like theme days where I'm maybe doing suspects versus prospects and stuff like that. So it's the same thing for the LO and the people that we coach. I'm a big believer in talking about the compound effect, Darren Hardy, which is just that I reset at zero every single day with my scoreboard. And these are the 10 conversations that I'm going to have. And I'm not even saying you have to call on five new business, your first five conversations. It could be, you call your three favorite people to get warmed up and get the confidence to overcome the call reluctance. And then you go into what I call your help list, which are your new leads or your new targets or your fight club, which are the people that you're fighting to earn the business from, which could be more of your real estate agents and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I love it. I do something called first and 10, do it again. Yes. <laughs> so yep. First thing in the morning, people you should be calling. These aren't people you have to call. You're not following up on contracts. You're not following up on documents. You're not confirming appointments. These are people that you should be calling whatever that breakout or combination is. Okay. So that sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so yeah. you know, I would just say, if you're listening in, you know, it's just figure out a way. I would also recommend, but you're the expert here on the four day or the four hour day, right? Maybe you can't do four hours day one. Let's move it down to yeah. seven and then yeah. six and then five, you know, little baby steps to get there to see where you can kind of carve off the time to achieve that. That's exactly it. right. Yeah. Yep. For sure. I mean, all this stuff that we're talking about is we're just trying to help with those habits. Yeah. You know, even working out, maybe it's not 50 minutes. Maybe it's, you start out with 15 minutes, Yeah. right? Same thing with your five new business. Maybe it's two new business conversations, but absolutely. We've got to start somewhere and then we work up to it, but it's like anything else where we have to have that scoreboard. I truly believe that everybody competes harder when there's a scoreboard. I try to make coaching and the system fun and engaging and kind of gamify it. I'm not going to yell at you or cuss you out or anything like that. But at the end of the day, we all need some level of accountability to go play at that level. When left to our own devices, we let ourselves down all the time. But a lot of times we don't want to let other people down. So that's why that scoreboard accountability is important. But absolutely, just be honest with your personal assessment with where you're currently at. If you're seasoned, you already have 450 people. Like I remember your podcast interview with me. You said you built a business off of like 22 people. Is that... Yeah, 20, 22 A players. Yeah, 22 A yeah. players. I mean, the whole the whole database is like 3,800. I mean, my gosh, it's years and years of people, right? But really, my focus was on 22 people, 22 yep. individuals who were giving yep. me business. That's it. Yep. So it just depends on where you're currently at, but a good number to get to, like 200 active people, but it could be your top 25. These are my top 25 AOS people but it takes time to cultivate those folks. And so that's why having this daily compound, because most people, what happens is you meet somebody, you build rapport with them. Like, Hey, I like that person. Oh shoot. Everyday life happens. And now it's been 90 days since I even followed up with that one person to go deeper into that relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. and I'm sure those that are listening have had this happen to them because it happened to me too early on is, and sometimes here and there, you know, would slip through the cracks, but I'd get a call from a borrower who said, Hey, I was just calling because we have a contract and I don't even know their name. I'm like, who are they? I forgot. Oh my gosh. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for bringing them back yeah. to me because they slipped through the cracks, right? right? And I'm sure we've all had those situations, but we can't sustain a business on those situations. So we have to That's be right. very proactive in what we're doing. Okay, so let's move on to 90-day sales as a way of life to run your business. And I know yeah. that's the program that, that you offer everyone is 90-day sales. And Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it mostly an onboarding or a kickstart? Say, okay, that's it. Refresh, clean the slate. Let's start all over. In 90 days, I want to kick some butt and re reboot. Yes, I think some people do see it as a boot camp. But the reason I say it's a way of life is... I don't care whether you're brand new, whether you're seasoned, you're a top producer, is I do truly believe that all solopreneurs should go through this 90-day process at least one time because there's really five habits. We're good at borrowing things and not reinventing the wheel, right? I'm a huge Stephen Covey fan. I've mentioned that, but Covey had the seven habits of highly effective people, the number one bestseller of all time. And Covey's been a huge disciple for me. And I kind of borrow from his seven habits. And I say, there's really five habits of highly effective salespeople, right? Number one is having something to say, which we talked about earlier, which is not commoditizing yourself, being able to build rapport in that first conversation, having an opportunity statement. Part number two, which is what we talked about as well, is that proactive prospecting system, right? Sales is a game of probability. All we're trying to do is drastically increase the probability of something good happening, which is having a selling system and knowing your ideal clients and knowing who you're trying to get in front of and then being accountable to that process. The third habit then is a follow-up system. We all know the fortune is in the follow-up. And so building in an automated follow-up system to help increase or increase retention and decrease slippage, what happened, which is what happens for a lot of us. So I have a whole 90-day process for like all my follow-up systems as well. And then my unique customer experience, which is our new client onboarding process. And how are we getting referrals, reviews, and repeat business through that process? And then the fifth habit, maybe the most important is in today's saturated world, is how are we getting more attention for our business? So the reason I love the 90-day cycle as a, a way of life is because I've been shocked, honestly, by how many people have been in the business for 20, 30 years that don't have any of these systems built in, these five foundational things of your business, and they're all over the place, which is like, okay, let's just start here then. And then we can get deeper and deeper and deeper into it every 90 days based on where you're currently at. Yeah, it's like a roadmap to go deeper into the areas where they have gaps and things like that into. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Do you have a gift for the listeners? Yes, absolutely. We just launched what I call a solopreneur survival guide. So what that is, and I, Jen, you had mentioned the word earlier, the solopreneur, and I have a podcast called the Solopreneur Movement Podcast, and 60% of people in the United States are now solopreneurs. I know. Which is the business falls solely on you every single day, which is awesome. But unfortunately, almost 80% of them never make it to year five right? within their business. And so one of the things that I have that I give away for free is our 90-day sales plan and our 90-day business plan, which are these five habits. So if you go to 90daysalesplan.com, there will actually be a free download there for our solopreneur survival guide. And it's basically a PDF that they would download and get uh, free access to. And then obviously, if they want like our planner, we have a VIP code in there that they can get that for just that cost where we ship it to them. 
because, you know, I really am passionate. I know we're talking about your why and stuff like that. And I would agree, it kind of gets a little bit overused in today's world. I feel like Simon Sinek's amazing, start with why. But just like anything else, that's become kind of commoditized, yeah. <laughs> if we're being honest. But like my why really is helping, especially younger, newer people. They have all this energy and then just figure out what the heck to go do with all this good energy. And so I just love, because great coaches, in my opinion, do three things for us. And I thank goodness for all the great coaches out there who have truly changed my life. Like my former graduate advisor was like, if you didn't find me, you'd be dead in a gutter somewhere. And I'm like, you're probably right. I grew up small town, Michigan poor in a trailer. My mom was working multiple jobs. My dad was an alcoholic most of my life. And so sports was always my release in life. And it taught me so many unique abilities early on in my life. But at the end of the day, there's three things that a great coach will do for us. Number one is they'll make us have conversations that we probably don't want to have. Right. They'll make us do some things that we don't want to do, but ultimately they help us become something we never thought we could become on our own. And so that's what I hope this solopreneur survival guide will be for other people is really that roadmap to help them go be a coach. Because in today's world, through podcasts and through video and through content, I heard a stat the other day that was amazing. And you'll appreciate this is we've created more content over the past five years than we have our entire existence. Yeah, I know. I know. Isn't it crazy? And we will create even more coming up as people start getting more and more on social media and whatnot. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yep. There's, there's so much stuff out there. It's the gospel of Google, you know, where you can read about everything. You can get everything that we're talking about, you can get. You can get everywhere. You can get it in Covey's book. You can get it in Darren Hardy's book. You can get it in my book. You can get it in your old book, right? You can get it yep. everywhere. It's you just, can. what are you going to do with it? The execution laziness. Yeah. I don't go into that one again, but it really is like yeah. the frustration gap. It is that execution piece. And so that's where all of us, whether, again, whether it's you, whether it's me, whether it's whoever it is, Look, we all need a coach. You know, Tony Robbins has a coach. He's one of my coaches. His coach is one of my coaches too. And he has a coach still. And it just keeps him pumped up. And I've actually been in the presence of his coach when he received a text from Tony saying, I don't know what to do. Help me. (laughs) Right? We all need that extra help. So I love that. Thank you so much for gifting that to everybody. And I appreciate it. So as we leave here today, you've already said a bunch of quotes, but let's talk about what are you reading right now that's inspiring you? Oh, that's always a good question. I might surprise you with my answer is I've kind of pumped the brakes a little bit because exactly like you said, I feel like we're in a information overload right now. Yeah, consumption. Yeah. So I am trying Mm -hmm. to truly kind of hit a pause because... Like I spend 30 minutes a day listening to podcasts and all this kind of stuff. But I feel like, again, it's like the implementation mm-hmm. and the execution of it all. One tip that I would give people that I feel like I've mastered, you know, like having a PhD, I'm really not that smart. I've understood the Cliff Notes version of everything in life. Yes. So I'm really good at Google. Like if somebody tells me, hey, go read this book. Like I did this with Blue Ocean Strategy, for instance. Mm-hmm. So Blue Ocean Strategy, I go look at like, what is the PDF Cliff Notes version of that book? I'll still buy the book. But then I'll read one chapter within the Cliff Notes version, and then I'll go read that one chapter in the book. Because the reality is, less than 1% of people read a book from cover to cover in today's world. After graduation Um, from high school, which is really sad. It's actually 3 out of 10 people, only 3 out of 10 read a book after high school. Do you know there's an app called Blinklist? Okay. It does that very same thing. Yep. And it's like, okay, what is this book about? Like, there's a book called, is it Six or Seven Hats? six or seven hats. And it's all these hats that we wear every day. And each one represents a different color. And 
yeah. all that stuff. And I was like, okay, I don't feel like reading the whole book. So just go to blink list and goes, okay, there's seven hats, there's colors, and each one means something done. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I read seven hats. I love it. It's, that's exactly right. <laughs> right. Yep. right. Yeah, it's really funny. That's funny. Well, thank you so much for everything today. It's been a pleasure. Sure. I love the different angle at saying the same thing because it's just repetition. All of us need that and we all need to hear new things. And I always learn from all of my guests. So I really appreciate yep. you taking time to come on and I wish you the best in 2020. As we're recording this, for those of you that are listening and not seeing on YouTube, you'll see it, there's a Christmas <laughs> tree behind Bruce. And so if you have been listening here and you, you know, something that Bruce has said has resonated with you, then please don't hesitate to reach out to him on the night. Well, can they still get you at 90 day sales or are you at brucelund.com or something? Nope. You're at 90 day sales.com. Yeah. 90day sales.com. And if I had one to ask, uh, we do have a solopreneur movement Facebook page that I really do want to build this solopreneur movement. Yeah. I want to be known as the solopreneur guy and build awesome. the, the largest online amazing. community. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Podcast, yeah. The Facebook page link. Yeah. I will make sure to indicate that as well. So we'll have all those notes in here. And I just want to again say thank you so much for, for sharing with us today, Bruce. It really yeah. means a lot to me. If I could just say one thing about you and like met you obviously out at the Tampa Bay event that we were both a part of, and then you were on my podcast, but I've dug into your podcast because there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of coaches out there. I mean, there's almost more podcasts and more coaches than there are salespeople in today's world. But I love the fact that you make it so tangible. Even for me, like I'm sometimes I'm 30,000 foot level and you're like, no, let's peel back the onion layers on that. So I just love the approach that you do take, like not being fluff, right? Like not letting people just get off on fluff answers and actually making them dig deeper into the content, not only just for you, but because you know your audience wants it and they need it and they crave it. So I just want to say that to you. Like I've been on a lot of these. I know you've been on a lot of these and you do an amazing job. Well, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. I really sure. appreciate that. Yeah. I always just look at it as a simplistic approach to things, right? Trying to be as simple as possible. All right. Well, thank you again so much. And I just want to say thank you if you're listening. I forgot to say in the beginning, but if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the community. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you'll listen to many more. And again, please go and give us a great rating and a review so that we can continue to grow. And we will catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.